I, I gave you a quick uh, a teaser last week. I said, I said at the very end of the, of the fourth chapter, it talks about how people are, are speaking in tongues. And uh, we didn't really go into that too much. And so the next chap- next paragraph after that is all about these people speaking in tongues. I'm not going to share anymore because, because our guest today is going to talk all about that. But um, it's, it's someone who you've already seen tonight because he was up playing guitar. And it, uh, he's my very good friend and uh, also happens to be a pastor of the church that we use, uh, Parkway Fellowship. And his name is David Kim. Would you honor David Kim with me? David uh, has such a good heart, and so this is a guy you can trust. We wouldn't bring anyone in here we didn't think you could trust, but I'm saying you can open up your hearts and just receive from him. He's so gentle uh, and tenderhearted, but I'm going to pray for him and then turn it over. So, Father, I just thank you for um, the gift of David and the gift of who he is to you, who he is to the body of Christ, and tonight how um, the gift of who he is is shared with us. Thank you, God, that the body of Christ is, is real. It's one family, one, you know, we are one in Christ. And so thank you, God, that um, just for my good friend and for how uh, our relationship has grown through the years. Let him, Father, enjoy himself tonight. Holy Spirit, speak through his spirit your truth that sets the captives free. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Good to be here with you guys. Yeah. Usually I'm here 16 hours later <laughs> on Sunday mornings, and we get the benefit of the afterglow. I could tell if you guys had a good meeting or not. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> oh, good. So good to be here. And, you know, um, we are so privileged to have Blazing Fire meeting here. We appreciate um, you so much, so much. Um, you know, we actually, we do have, I counted this morning, uh, we have seven churches meeting on this property. <laughs> it's wild. We have Blazing Fire in the morning. We have Parkway. There's a Chinese congregation. Thursday night, there's a Korean church. Um, there's a Zimbabwe church meeting in the other room, other building on Sunday, Indonesian prayer group. Uh, I'm missing a couple. <laughs> Psalm 84 now on Sunday nights. So literally every night is reserved, literally. Um, and so we're grateful. Yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. I know we have different websites, but I know from Heaven's perspective, God sees 7485, Village Parkway, and maybe 94568, <laughs> or maybe the whole earth as the bride of Christ, the body of Jesus. So... Man, I so, feel so privileged to be able to worship with you. <sighs> um, and uh, so technically, uh, on paper, when Parkway first incorporated, we're a Baptist church. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Pastor Brent and Suzanne, for inviting a Baptist pastor to talk about <laughs> tongues tonight. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But people get confused when I say we're a Baptist church. We're really not. But uh, um, years ago, 55 years ago when we incorporated, we started as a Baptist church. Um, 
But yeah, um, for some reason, um, I've become the tongues guy. <laughs> and this is actually, my, I think, my third time talking about tongues at Blazing Fire Church. Years ago with kingdom training with the young people. And maybe, maybe I, I added one in my memory. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's good, good. So I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> you know, years ago, my parents were living in Southern California in what's called Koreatown. It's funny because we call it Koreatown, but like no Koreans live there. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but we were like one of the few, the handful of Koreans that actually live in Koreatown. And my dad was up on the third floor in the apartment there. They only lived there for a few months. And uh, my dad's one of those uh, old school Pentecostal guys. And, you know, he used to live up in a uh, prayer mountain. And so he'd literally go up into the, into the hills, into the boonies, nowhere in San Bernardino Mountains, and he just, you know, just go at it, just, you know, pray in tongues for however long, right? So that's how, what he was used to, and you plop him out of the prayer mountain, and you put him in Southern California and Koreatown, what's a man going to do? <laughs> so he'd go into the garage, the downstairs where all the cars are, he'd go in the car, and just go at it for a few hours. Um, <laughs> But one day, he, just, he was just feeling so excited, and uh, he just had the window open on the third floor balcony. He sat down with his um, Korean hymnal. You guys remember those? <laughs> and uh, he started with number one, which is, praise God from whom all blessings flow. And he sang it at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and then he went to number two, <laughs> went to number three, number four, number five. And I don't remember how far he got, but it was about 45 minutes into it. He just kind of took a breath before he turned the page. And in the background, I hear someone say, No mas. No mas. No more. <laughs> so my dad, he just, he just put it, sang a couple of more hymns, and then he closed the window and he went inside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I grew up in a, um, a traditional Korean church, and it was interesting because we would, our youth pastor would take us up into the prayer mountain, and he'd have a bullhorn. Uh, is that what that's called, a bullhorn? Yeah. And he just, he'd say, all right, we're going to say Jesus really loud three times. Any Koreans here? <laughs> you guys know what I mean? Jesus really loud three times, and then we're just going to pray. And then you get on the bullhorn and say, louder, pray louder. Pray harder. <laughs> just, we just go at it for hours, and that was just the way we grew up. And we didn't, we really weren't uh, like taught in an environment of Holy Spirit ministry. And so we had people falling under the power of God, and we thought they had a heart attack and like died. And so we got scared. <laughs> we started praying for them, and and uh, yeah, <laughs> God, raise them up, <laughs> raise them up. <laughs> they said they went to heaven and came back, but we we never seen that before, and. Uh, just so many encounters and just angelic visitations. It was just, it was, we, we never read a book about it. We just, you know, God just started visiting us in my youth. And that was my environment of growing up. And, and since then, just um, the, the grace to be able to connect with God, the Holy Spirit, and just to, who takes of the things that belong to Jesus and makes them known to us. What a precious, precious gift the Holy Spirit is to us. And, um, and so I, I, I grew up just in the, an environment, that kind of environment and just being up, just praying in the spirit as, as long as I could each day. And, and um, so I just kind of want to share a little bit of my journey and also encourage you 
the, the main idea tonight is to be open to everything God has for you. Everything. Um, I don't want to be picky and choosy. God, I don't like your broccoli. <laughs> I like creme brulee. <laughs> no Brussels sprouts. Nothing green for me. I just, you know, I, I want everything God has. Um, this is like the menu I, I used to say, love to say. This is the menu. So salvation and forgiveness of sin is available to me. Oh, what a precious gift. I receive it by faith. Chomp it up. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Fellowship, intimacy with God. It's all available to me. I, it's in here. I say, yes, God. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> you know, everything that's in here, healings, resurrection from the dead, there's no limit. As, as, as if you're grounded in the word, you could go as high and as deep as you want, as the Lord would take you. And our faith would allow. And so, love, love his word. Good. So, Lord, I just thank you for being here. And just pray that you would speak life to our hearts today, Lord. Just refreshing. Mm. Catch us up in your spirit tonight. Mm. God, give, give, release grace tonight that my words would minister your life, God. <laughs> your life, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. All right, I want to read from Acts chapter 2. Uh, this week, uh, Pastor told me we're in verse 5. It's Acts chapter 2, verse 5 through 13. And last week, we had Pentecost happening. Holy Spirit, um, kind of like, quote, Christmas is Jesus' appearing. Pentecost is Holy Spirit's appearing. And so this is such a significant moment. And when he showed up, it was grand. It was glorious, sound like a mighty rushing wind, and fire, (laughs) and it divided, and tongues of fire, tongues of fire came upon each one of the 120, and they began to speak in other languages that they didn't understand and know, and all the people that are living in Jerusalem during this feast of uh, weeks, they're here, they're hearing them in their own language, they're speaking you know, um, Arabic, they're speaking Persian, they're speaking Assyrian, and all of these languages declaring the wonders of God in their own language. And so here we are in Acts chapter 2, verse 5, and we'll read to verse 13. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speaking in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, We hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. 
Hmm. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, They are full of new wine. <laughs> They're drunk. I <laughs> just want to uh, touch base on uh, just three points here to kind of provide continuity from last week's message. Um, Acts chapter 2. The, the book of Acts is about the good news of Jesus going to the ends of the earth from Jerusalem. Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Um, it would be kind of like from Dublin to the Tri-Valley to the Bay Area to the ends of the earth, that kind of idea. And so in Acts chapter 2, uh, we see three things that I just want to just kind of breeze by. I'm not going to dwell on it long, but I did want to kind of get context for what's going on. Acts 2 is the giving of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the sights and sounds that are going on, it's amazing. Um, you know, what's interesting about Pentecost, the sights and sounds are similar to what happened at Mount Sinai. Let's think back then. You know, God came down on the mountain. There was sounds, thunderings, rumblings. Um, I guess I'll read Exodus twenty-eight, eighteen, And now all the people, the Israelites, were witness of thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. And so in Acts chapter 2, we see something similar. God, the second person of the Trinity, fully God, he's coming. He's breaking into the physical world, this earth. And he's coming, and there's a sound of a mighty rushing wind, and, and there's fire. You know, I, I kind of think of in Exodus, there was smoke. In Acts, there's fire. This is the real deal. All that, the Old Testament, the shadows, the smoke of it, this is the substance um, this is the Holy Spirit. And you know, what's interesting is um, the, there's a Jewish tradition that says Pentecost or Feast of Weeks is celebration of when God, Moses received the law, when God gave the Ten Commandments. And so some observant Jews, on the night of the Feast of Weeks, they would get together and have an all-night Bible study, Torah study. Because in the Old Testament, the Israelites, they were not hearing God's word, and they were partying it up. <laughs> and so they said, okay, we're going to pursue God this time. And so they'll study the Torah all day, and maybe they'll, in the morning they'll dance around the scrolls and stuff. <laughs> um, and so the sights and the sounds that God gave when the law came um, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, the Spirit is given. Old Testament law, in the New Testament, grace and the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, the law, sometimes we, we think of the law as really bad. Ooh, law bad, grace good. And it's in, in a simple way it is, but the law is really beautiful and wonderful because it opened the door for, for people to enter into the blessing of God. Yeah. God opened the door. But the only problem is no man could go through it because <laughs> no man could obey to earn God's blessing. So we see that played out in all of the Old Testament. Over and over and over again, for hundreds of years, Israelites re- uh, rejecting God and going after other gods. And God is so patient, not just for a weekend backsliding, but for centuries and centuries and centuries, 500 years of just prophet after prophet after prophet saying, come back to me, come back to me, come back to me. And so finally, the, the judgment of God caught up with them. And so they, they were 
The land was conquered by the Babylonians and the Syrians, and the Jewish people were spread out all over that region. And um, so the law is not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. But here in the book of Acts, Holy Spirit comes. And after Jesus having done what no person could have done, imagine if you were living under the law right now. Wow, we would not, I would not be here smiling. <laughs> you would not be here in a good mood. We'd be so stressed. We'd be so just short with each other. Like, <clears throat> We'd be so judgmental of each other. You know, we'd be, it would just be a terrible environment. The Holy Spirit comes, and Jesus in his obedience and in his grace to us gives us everything. Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And later in chapter 2, he says, You've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. There is no higher position that God could give to you. There is no blessing that he has not given to you. There's absolutely nothing. Everything that Jesus has, the Bible says we are co-heirs with him. We get to share in this mystery of knowing Jesus and loving him and, 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 and pursuing him with all our hearts. Mm, so the giving of the Holy Spirit. The second thing is that it's in Acts chapter 2, it's the beginning of the last day's harvest of souls. Um, Pentecost is actually a Feast of Weeks is a harvest celebration. Any of you guys garden? Yeah? All right. I used to do some gardening. Now the only thing I have left is an orange tree. It's a satsuma tree, and I live in a townhouse, so I have a little container. I have my little orange tree. And uh, I have this season, it's, it's a really like a baby tree. I just got it this year. And so we, I, we had four tiny little pea-sized fruits show up. The cutest little things. I, I have a seven-year-old and a one-year-old right now, and it's, it's like so cute. <laughs> and um, but it was it was a little heartbreaking because one day I went out and one was gone. Oh, I don't know if it's a squirrel or a bird. And then a few weeks later, I saw that second one and was gone. I was like, Oh my gosh! What do I need to do? I need to like start praying. I need to like, you know get a fence around it. What do I need to do? And then the third one, I ch- I was checking that out and I it came off in my it came out in my hand. I was like, Oh. Now I have one, one orange left there. It's, it's, it's turned yellow, and so I'm just waiting for it to turn orange, and then <laughs> I'm going to have one fruit. <laughs> the first fruit. <laughs> the first and only for this season. <laughs> so hopefully next year I'm just going to fertilize it every month and, 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 and pray for a bumper crop. <laughs> but Pentecost is a harvest. So the Israelites, they would grow wheat. And out of the wheat, they would crush it, and they'd make bread, and they'd make all of these things that would nourish them, make their kids grow, sustain the people so that they could work and labor and, and do great things. And so this is when the wheat harvest was. So they would harvest the wheat. And then God said, during that wheat harvest, I want three times a year all the men of Israel to gather and, and celebrate. And so this is the Feast of Weeks. It's a, it's a harvest celebration. And... And so, as you know, later in the chap- uh, chapter 2, how m- we see uh, the first fruits of the harvest coming in. Remember how many? 3,000 men. It's beautiful. One person preaching without, a ampli- without, without a microphone, without social media. Um, Holy Spirit shows up, and thousands of people 
3,000 men at least, so there must have been many, many people there. Peter preaches, and 3,000 say, what must we (laughs) do to get saved to receive what you're talking about? Harvest. Um, One of the fun things that I've been doing lately is just going out to the doors here in Dublin. And our our goal is to go to every single home in Dublin, 60, 70, I think they're building more, so maybe it's 70, 80,000 now. (laughs) They're just making our jobs harder. (laughs) But just... (laughs) I just knock on the door and just say, here, we're just caring for people and just wanted to know if there's anything we could pray for you. And we just pray for them, and maybe half of them are open to receiving prayer. We pray for them, and then we share the gospel with them, and, and um, they invite us into their home. And, you know, uh, two times in the past two, three years, I've seen people go from not knowing Jesus to receiving Christ to sensing God's presence, feel that the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, 15 minutes. So a couple of times, and I said, man, is that possible? <laughs> and I got, I got just wrecked. I'm like, Lord, he, you're the one who said the harvest is plentiful. I'm the one here saying the, the Bay Area is such a tough place to do church, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. And, but God has people that he's been working on, you know. And I don't get to choose. Sometimes I wonder, oh, man, that's a good-looking guy there. I think he'll receive Jesus today. It doesn't work that way. You know, Jesus says in Luke 10, um, just go everywhere and knock on a door and if, offer your peace. If your peace is received, stay there. If not, go to the next one. I would imagine Jesus would just tell me, you know, just, you know, go there and go there. I wish, and sometimes he does. But God's heart is for everyone. He gives everyone a chance to come to him. And so the harvest is plentiful. And that's one of the things Holy Spirit is doing in the season, isn't it? Sending evangelists out. Um, apostolic teams out just to go and to share the gospel. Before, I used to stepping out and giving a prophetic word and healing and dream interpretation was such a big deal. But now we're just beginning to share the gospel and people are actually believing in Jesus. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. And not only that, people are wanting to follow Jesus after that. We're starting churches at people's homes. We started one in Valor Crossing here in Dublin. Ten people met uh, last week. And God is just beginning to do it. We're beginning to see the little bit of fruits of it. And the harvest is plentiful. Um, And then thirdly, um, Acts chapter 2 is a reversal of the judgment at Babel. Remember... um, Going before Babel, remember Genesis chapter 1, God created Adam and Eve, and what was his command to them? Genesis one twenty eight, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then we jump to Genesis 11.1, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And so what do they do? Instead of obeying God and covering the earth with image bearers of God. Instead, they said, we're going to make a name for ourselves. We're going to build a city. We're going to build a tower that's going to go to the heavens. And so as a judgment that comes to God confuses their language. So that's when all the languages started. Before that, they only had one language. And whether that's Korean <laughs> or, or, or Hebrew or whatever, right? It's, it's kind of a, you know, draw. <laughs> No. 
Not too much kimchi this morning. <laughs> no. But there's only one language. And here at Babel, all their languages are confused, so they start going their own way. Um, but what's happening in Acts chapter 2? All the nations are gathered there. At least all the, the Mesopotamian, that, that world there, all the people are gathered there. And God in his heart and his love for all the nations of the earth, the 120 begin to speak in all the languages of the people that are there. God saying, I'm going to put my spirit in my people, image bearers of Jesus, people who follow Jesus. And they're going to speak and they're going to go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of the earth. God's going to do it. Original plan didn't work. And so Jesus comes, pays with his life, lays down his life for us so that we could receive his spirit. And then God will fulfill his plan. Image bearers of God, filling the earth. Jesus says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. So what does he say? Go, make disciples of all nations, image bearers who obey and follow Jesus, not to earn God's blessing, but because all authority and blessing has already been given to him. And God has a heart for the nations. And the harvest is plentiful. And God's going to do it. So Acts is the gospel going from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. And Acts 2 is the giving of the Holy Spirit, the beginning of the last days, harvest of souls, and the reversal of the judgment at Babel. All right, so uh, tell some stories and um, talk about the uh, speaking in tongues for a while, uh, for a moment. Um, for me, I was in high school. One day my mom came into my room at night and she says, David, David, I spoke in tongues. Like, mom, what's that? She said, oh, okay, listen. And then she would kind of warm up and then go into tongues. I was like, whoa, okay. And so we had a retreat coming up. Um, in Scotts Valley out of Prayer Mountain there uh, that weekend. So every night I just pray, God, God, I want this too. I want to speak in tongues, and I just pray until I fell asleep. That's what my youth pastor told me. Just pray until you fall asleep. And I was by a campfire there and just praying for people, just connecting with Jesus. And, and after a while, my uh, a friend next to me, he goes, hey, David, I think you were speaking in tongues. I was like, oh, I, I wasn't even paying attention. Just thinking about Jesus and just praying for people I care about. And this began to flow forth at that time. <clears throat> and, um, you know, the speaking in tongues is a, it's a empowered praise and worship to God. It's when God gives you something, uh, and it's your spirit speaking instead of your mind. Right? If I say something that comes to my mind, you know, um, a pink elephant, that came from my mind. It did not come from my spirit. But if, I, if it comes from my spirit, it overflows and it comes out as Holy Spirit utterance, and that's what speaking in tongues is. And so the 120 in the upper room there in Acts 2, they begin, Holy Spirit gives them utterance, and they begin to speak in all these other languages that they didn't learn. And so um, and speaking in tongues enables us to pray beyond the limits of our intellect. Sometimes I don't know what to pray. I just begin to just intercede and, and pray. Um, it's also given to build, build you up and to edify you. Um, it's kind of like waiting on the Lord. Um, it's like a shaver. And you just put it on and recharge it on the stand. Not doing anything, but it's, it's getting charged up. It's getting edified. It's being built up. Uh, 1 Corinthians fourteen fifteen. I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. And so we could speak and sing out of my mind, 
but I could also sing and speak out of my spirit when the Holy Spirit enables it. That's, that's all speaking in tongues is. First Corinthians 14, 18 there at the bottom. I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. This is Paul. <laughs> he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. <laughs> it's, it's there forever, all in the eternal word of God. I don't know. You know, during this time, he was probably working full time. You know, we, we think of Paul as like a full time pastor. No, he was a tent maker. He worked day and night. He says he worked overtime in, in so that he would not be a burden to the churches. He says this is completely right that the laborers would receive wages from his labor. But he says, I chose not to do that. And he says, so here he is, a guy who's working overtime. And he says, I pray without ceasing, Ephesians 1, that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I don't know, he must be speaking in tongues hours and hours a day. I know people who speak, you know, pray and connect with Jesus for hours a day. Paul says, I do it. All right. Um, Pastor asking me to tell a story. Um, I just want to um, take a moment to do that. Um, a few months ago, we on Wednesday nights, we have what we call United Prayer. And we have, you know, several churches and East Bay Prayer Friends and others. And, and we gather together and pray. Yeah. Oh, would you join us on Wednesday nights? <laughs> Yeah, right here. So 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, we just have devotional worship, and we just, you know, people come in and out and just read their Bibles or pray or just soak or just connect with Jesus or worship. And then starting at 7 o'clock, we have worship for a little bit, and then we go into group intercession. Usually there's somebody praying on a microphone, and then they'll open it up for rapid-fire prayer. Come up, come in line, and just grab that mic and just release the heart of, heart of God. Pray whatever the topic is or whatever God puts on your heart. Then we go till about 9 o'clock. So, um, so that night I was leading worship and from the keyboard, and so I was just leading worship. And you know, I, I was I started at seven o'clock, and it was nine o'clock. And usually by nine o'clock, my back's aching, you know, my mouth is dry, my fingers are aching, and I'm the type of player that, that really gets into it. And so my 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 you know my fingers are hurting; they're all purple. <laughs> you know, I'm just banging on the keys. And usually by nine o'clock, I want to just quit and get the CD rolling, and I'm going to slip out. But just the presence of God was so sweet. So 9 o'clock, I didn't notice. I just kept on playing and playing. And I don't know how many, maybe I played for another 15 minutes. And, you know, some of the people had already left, and a few, a handful had stayed. And uh, we were just uh, sitting there. And um, then after about 15 minutes, I just stopped playing and just sat right there and just waited on God, and there's a handful of people here, and, and then I started to think, you know, uh, years ago, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a weeper, I'm a crier, <laughs> any criers here? <laughs> oh, good, good, <clears throat> and, you know, uh, 10, 20 years ago, I can't remember when the renewal and all these things happened, and I'd go to church, and everyone's laughing, <laughs> and I'd be crying, and I just felt like I was a party pooper, <laughs> I was like, and I was like, I should be laughing. I tried, and you know, a few times, I, when I, when Holy Spirit hits me, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just a mess. You know, just a few times, every once in a while, I'm just a mess. And people bring out their cell phones, and they get all so excited. But most of the time, I'm a weeper. <laughs> I just, I just begin to cry and just release my heart to God. And 
But I had kind of turned it off for years because I kind of felt like, oh, I should be filled with joy. And I think I heard some messages on it, and I got, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. And also another reason I stopped doing that is because um, that's kind of what we did in the Korean churches. You know, Holy Spirit would touch us. We just start crying and weeping and interceding. And, and, um, and um, growing up in the Korean-American church, I, I saw some of the most beautiful things, the devotion, the, the, the zeal, the fervency. They'd wake up, you know, in this place. My dad would be here every, you know, five-something every morning and just, just engaging with God. And peop, the people, before they go to work, they'd be here, and I'd be here with them praying, just that devotion. Also, I kind of got turned off by some of the things that I didn't agree with in my in the Korean culture and the Asian culture. And I just began to kind of get turned off, and I felt like, yeah, I'm, I know better ways. <laughs> and so I kind of distanced myself. And, but sitting there, just sitting in silence and waiting on God, God began to just release healing in my heart. And it had been a several months long process. And I, I almost never pray in Korean. I could, I could speak fairly well, but to pray, it's, it's a whole other another deal. But I began to pray in Korean. Right? It was just simple phrases like, God, Father, manifest your glory. Jesus, be enthroned in our praise. These are lyrics from praise songs. That's why I was praying in Korean. <laughs> that's, what, that's what came out. I say, Father, Manifest your glory. <laughs> Jesus, be enthroned in the praises of your people. <sighs> Father, I, we ask, Father, would you manifest your glory in the Tri-Valley, in the Bay Area? Lord, where else would we go? What else would we do? You have the words of life. You are life. Mm. Mm. So just begin to pray, Father, manifest your glory. Jesus, be enthroned and the praises of your people. And I was just, just engaging with God, and then suddenly I just hear somebody praying in Korean with me. I was like, oh, when we started, there wasn't a Korean person. So I'd sometimes, occasionally, there'd be random people walking in, and occasionally some Koreans would walk in and pray, and, and they'd do their Korean thing. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, somebody must have walked in. So we just stayed engaged with the Lord, and and then um, they started praying in Korean, and, and and they were saying the same things, Father, glory, Father, glory. And they were praying like a Korean person. And I was like, wow, so neat. And then somebody here, sitting over here, he's, who's not Korean, he starts interpreting what this, or he starts saying in English, Father, glory, Father, glory. And... Um, so the person, later, I, I opened my eyes and looked, and I was like, I wonder who this was. Turns out 
It was Flora, who is not Korean at all. <laughs> I said, you speak Korean? She's like, no. It's <laughs> like, really? Did you know you were speaking in Korean? No. So you were. You were saying Father, glory, and you were praying like a Korean person, not just saying Korean words. You were praying like, you know, Korean inflections and stuff. I said, what happened? And she says, David, I saw you sitting there weeping. I said, and, and she goes, I said, I, I can't let him cry by himself. I'm going to join you. So I was so touched. <laughs> and so she just began to intercede in the spirit and pray. And what language comes out? Korean. <laughs> and she's saying what I'm saying. And she's just praying all of these things. And then someone who's not Korean over here begins interpreting her Korean and in English. And then as this is going on, the Lord, God began to speak to my heart, and I said, Lord, manifest your glory. And the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, I'm going to, and I want to. But he said, but you want to receive my glory for your own means, for your own breakthrough. I felt like God was speaking to our region. People want to use my glory for their own reason and their breakthrough. So that was what I was kind of turned off by my Korean upbringing. They could pray with the best of them. But it was usually, most of the time, for a breakthrough, for, 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 for something, for a provision, for supplication, for, for something. And I felt like God was going to take that spirit of prayer that was on the Koreans, not just the Koreans, but, you know, that spirit of prayer, but not just for personal breakthrough, but for regional uh, national, uh, global breakthrough. And so God wanted to come and bring his glory. There's more layers to that story. Uh, but yeah, that was the first time I, I heard someone speaking in Korean. I only knew it because I, I speak Korean. Um, um, you know, I, the main, main point I want to bring today, and I feel like God wants to emphasize, is just open to everything God has for you. Yeah, there's, there's forgiveness in the blood of Jesus. There's salvation. There's healing. There's restoration. There's joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Third heaven visitations, angelic realm, just everything. As long as you're grounded here, you could go as high and as deep as, you, as God takes you. Um, and although I know in one message, it's hard to cover all the history and the theologies of speaking in tongues and and uh, not that I would want to, but there's so many. And depending on your background and your experiences, you might be familiar with it. That might just be something you just do all the time or you've never done. I just want to say, let's just, just put that on hold and pause. And that is important, and I want to encourage you to study it out. And I could talk to you for hours about it. I just want to say, if God has it, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. And when the church was birthed, every single one spoke in tongues. And I'm not going to get dogmatic and say, you have to, or you could speak in tongues or prophesy. There's, just put that on pause. Say, if God would have it for you, would you receive it? You know, you know I love getting zapped. <laughs> you guys like getting zapped here? You, you kind of look like, <laughs> seem like the type that do. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I love getting zapped. 
and um, I've had I've I've had my share of zappage through the years, and and uh, oh, it's good, it's good, I love it, and I'm gonna have way way more before it's over. I I promise you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, 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 a few times when I've prayed with people, they, God would zap them and they'd start busting out in tongues. <laughs> I was praying with a you know a, a young 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 kid and and he said he just felt the earthquake. I didn't feel it. He was sitting right next to me. He felt the earth shaking and he just started speaking in tongues. Zapped. <laughs> God zapped him. <laughs> Love it. And then years ago when, in high school, when I was a high school student, I was a youth counselor, a children's camp counselor, and uh, they'd give an altar call and kids would receive Christ, and it was the most beautiful thing. And then as a bonus, what they would do is they'd turn the cartoons on right in the sanctuary. I said, what? Cartoons? <laughs> so I said, hey, come over here. So I said, okay. And I just, I just shared what it meant to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I just said, all right, let's pray. I said, hey, why don't you pray? And, and so he goes, oh, okay. And so he says, like, one sentence, God, I thank you for my dad and mom. And then he stops. I was like, oh, okay, um, pray some more, pray some more. And this went on for, like, 10 minutes. He threw out another sentence and another sentence. <clears throat> and then I, I'm like, oh, well, maybe, maybe God's not going to, you know, give him the gift of tongues. And, and then I, I, I was like, oh, how do I get him to talk more? <laughs> After about 10 minutes, he just kind of ran out of things to pray. And I don't know what happened. I just said, well, why don't you um, do something? And I can't remember what it was. And he did it. And suddenly, just the floodgates flew open. Just the most beautiful language just flowed out of him just for such a long time, a long time. I was like, wow, so good. And the whole time, you know, in the sanctuary, the, the cartoons are going on and, you know, VeggieTales or whatever that was, <laughs> whatever it was back then. <laughs> and those kids getting pickled and the Holy Spirit on the side over here. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it when God zaps us. <laughs> and I believe God does. And, but also, um, but one thing I've noticed about people who get zapped is sometimes... I, I, I want God to always zap me for everything. <clears throat> I have some problems in my life. I just want God to zap them. I, I don't want to go talk to the person and confront them in love. No. <laughs> A zap. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's a... I want God to do that with everything. Zap them, God. Zap them. Zap her and zap her. <laughs> Zap the president. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> all that to say, God loves to zap us, and he will. <laughs> but he also loves to mature us so that he gives us a lifestyle of pressing in and believing everything that's in his word, and believing it, and whether I feel zapped or not, I receive it, and I live it, and I praise God for it. <laughs> That's where God's taking us. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'll just go about it. Oh, there we go. Thanks. That's good. That's good. 
<laughs> he got zapped, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the childlike faith, yeah. In the last days, if we only wait to be zapped, we're going to miss out on a lot of other times, <laughs> right? So uh, let's get zapped. But let's also press in for everything God has for us. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And, and raise up sons and daughters who will press in when I'm not feeling it. When in seasons, I feel like it's the desert, but I know he's love. He's proven himself over and over again. So I press in. I press into his love. Yeah. And I receive from him, you know, like an ever, like a, like a evergreen tree, Psalm 1. You're ever receiving, ever receiving, rooted and grounded in his love. Whether I feel it, whether I feel the goosebumps or not, or the tingling or the heat, I'm always rooted in him, and his love is always flowing through me. Yeah. How do I know God loves me? I, I felt it. I've, I felt the blanket and the, the weight of it. But also, how do I know God loves me? The cross. <laughs> he could not have said it louder or more clearly how much he loves me. And on my worst day, when I feel like I want to run from God, and I, I'm just feeling so ashamed, God says, I love you, I love you, I love you. And the cross shouts at us, come to me, lay down your burdens, and receive life, forgiveness, joy, Life in the Holy Spirit, that's what God has for us. So we need to trust God in his word and press in. Press in and receive all that he has for us. Good. All right. So, God, I'm just, we're just hungry for for you and all that you have for us. You're such a brilliant leader, such a loving, patient, meek, persistent. (laughs) Your love never gives up. Your love never gives up on us. God, I I ask you for a fresh baptism of your love tonight. Holy Spirit, take of the things that belong to Jesus and make them known to us tonight. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, seed it with Christ in heavenly places. Let our strivings and our warfare and all of that just be put in proper perspective because we're seated with you. Mm, it's all under your feet. There's nothing I can do to earn your love. There's nothing I can do to earn your Holy Spirit. I cannot pray enough and fast enough and, and read the Bible enough. and. Mm, Shout loud enough, cry deep enough. I just can't, and I'll get burned out. <laughs> God, but I believe there is a, an unending flow of your Holy Spirit that Jesus purchased for us, made available for your children. Mm. So God, help us to tap into that, not just for in- momentary encounters, but a lifelong encounter, the seal of your Holy Spirit in us. That's what Jesus came for. That's what you died for. A people who are united with you.
people who receive your very life. What a high calling and blessing and privilege you've given us, Father. You gave us the best you could ever give us. You held nothing back. There is no blessing that you held back back from us. You chose us. You adopted us. You forgave us. You empowered us. You sealed us by your spirit. You give us wisdom. You fill our lives with joy. Blessed is not just a hashtag and something that I have on the outside of me. Blessed is something that dwells in me and that lifts me up to the right, uh, to the high places with Christ. And we are always continually blessed in you. Lord, take us into that place of rest, into that place of deep abiding and communion with you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you are so good. Let waves of your love and, and your joy and, and all of you, Lord, just fill our hearts. We just want you. Your First Corinthians 13 says tongues and prophecy and all of these things are going to pass away. Because when we're in your presence and glory, our bodies are not going to need healing. <laughs> we're not going to need prophetic words. Not going to need to speak in tongues because we will have glorified bodies and, and perfect communion with you without sin, without brokenness in our flesh. It's all going to be gone. We're going to be transformed in the twinkling of an eye. <clears throat> but your presence and the intimacy that we have with you, the fruit of your spirit and of love, that's going to last forever. So on this side of eternity, Lord, we want it all. All that you have, all that Jesus laid down his life for, all the gifts and mantles and callings and anointings, all of that. But Lord, we, we want to press in. We want to see your glory, God. What does it look like when your glory covers a region? Lord, would you come and manifest your glory in this place, Father? Manifest your glory in the Tri-Valley all over Dublin, God. Oh, Lord, come in your glory. (laughs) Oh, Lord, would you come? Manifest your glory. Jesus be enthroned in the praises of your people. Oh, how we long for you, God. How we long for you to come. Jesus, hear the cry of your bride. Come, Lord Jesus. Spirit and the bride say, come. Manifest your glory, Father. Be enthroned in our praise. There be a fresh hunger.
Help us, Lord. Strengthen us that we might not want your glory just for our own selves. But just just for your glory. What does that mean, God? Teach us. We want to go there, but we need your help. Would you help us? Make us to be a people who can (laughs) can stand in your glory and pray, your kingdom come, your kingdom truly come, and your will truly be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Make us to be a people that are, are one heart with you, one mind, who speak your word, think your thoughts, and do your deeds. Not just to build our ministry or our fame, but that you would be glorified, you alone, God. Give us pure hearts, clean hands. Let us not touch your glory. Let us not touch your anointing. Oh, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, when I've thought I could do something with it, (laughs) with your glory. Forgive me, God. Your glory, your glory. And yet, you want to put it on your people. You want to put your glory on your people by your Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord. Mm. Mm. Something David said, I believe, was an invitation to all of us from from the Father. Uh, that I just want to lay before you again, <clears throat> which is, if if I have a gift for you, do you want to? That's his question. I have gifts. Instead of picking and choosing, would you receive all the gifts I have for you? Spiritual, the spiritual gifts. So if if that's, if you're in, whatever your answer is, I just want to encourage you to talk to the Father about it.
And may I encourage you and give you a, um, a tip here, <laughs> a spiritual tip here, to ask for Holy Spirit's help. So even, even if it's, uh, Father, I, I, I want your gifts. I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm confused about certain ones, or I don't know how I feel, or I don't know what walls I even have up, but I'm not aware of. Holy Spirit, would you help me? Would you show me? I don't want there to be any walls up to anything that the Father has for me. There's a harvest coming. There's a harvest coming. Jesus told us it was coming. It's, it's been a harvest through, through the ages, but I'm telling you more so than ever. The kingdom of heaven is, is at hand. And we need everything the Lord has for us. For his glory, we need it. That's not being selfish. We need it for his glory. So, Father, to, for your glory, I receive all the gifts you have for me. If that's your heart, just tell him that, Father, for your glory, I receive all the gifts that you have for me. We want you, God. And we want you to know that too, even though you know, there are different times when you're going to ask us about things like gifts. Uh, there's different reasons for different timing of things. And, uh, but we also want you to know, God, that, that we, we want you more than anything. That with you comes everything. And that's not just about singing a good song. That's about, that's about a heart that longs for you and knows that apart from you, we don't have anything that we need. The, the, just a, des, a, 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 a deep hunger in our hearts that, that only you can satisfy. So come and meet us with us. We know, that, we know that Christ is in us. We know there's no distance. But we also are longing for more uh, awareness, more enjoyment. Uh, of your of your presence of who you are open our eyes to see open the eyes of our hearts to see <laughs> spirit of the living god fall afresh on me <laughs> we need you we need you desperately we need you David, would you mind sharing one more thing? Um, uh, David shared with me a, um, about uh, some so, some of us. Uh, maybe we've we've we we know about speaking in tongues. We've done that, but maybe there's I, I don't know about you, but even a few things when David was talking about his dad and others, and even David himself, that that just you know so fervently praising praise tongues, and um, 
And so for some of us, I think we've not really understood or valued or understood what's really been given to us. And so, David, you shared about length of time and kind of a breakthrough thing. Would you just share that? Because what I want this to do for those who are saying, this is good, but I want more. What I just wanted David to share something that might actually put a little hunger in your heart. Yeah. You know, um, for... I've been speaking in tongue for for years and years, and you know, um, even after I'm just making up a number, my my mind is a little fried right now. Let's say 20 years. <laughs> but even after 20 years, I'll start praying in tongues, and for the first 20, 30 minutes, my mind will tell me, "Wow, this is not real. <laughs> You're making this up. You're wasting your time." <laughs> I kid you not. After 20 years of speaking in tongues. Just for the first 15, 20 minutes, like, wow, I should just stop and do something productive. But, but almost always at the 20, 30-minute mark, I just, just stay in there, and my, mind, my flesh is screaming out, ah, you forgot that, do that. I'm hungry, I want to eat that. I hear, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm fasting, and I hear, you know, a food truck, I see food truck, I want tacos, and this is crazy. And I'm just at the 20, 30 mark. It's kind of like my flesh just, flesh just says, okay, you mean business. All right. <laughs> and then just this breakthrough happens just every single time, practice, just, just about every time. Just. But even after 20 years, until that point, it's just always till the very last moment, wow, maybe I should do something else. So I just want to encourage you. <clears throat> Um, and, and being at it, you know, after a while, you could just, just enter into God's presence. You don't have to work something up. You don't have to, like, do a warm-up prayer, and then start praying. You just, you're just always, Holy Spirit always dwelling in you. But sometimes I, I, I like to set aside focused times of just focusing on Jesus, the Father seated upon the throne, Revelation 4, and just speaking to him, right? And I'll just stay in that place, and my mind will scream, my body will scream, my soul will scream. And after 20, 30 minutes, it's like, whoa. I just want to encourage you. I want to give you a, a 30-minute challenge. <laughs> if you guys want to take it up, totally don't make it legalistic, please don't. It's not really not about that, but it's all only it is to encouragement to say, stick at it. Because if it's in the Bible and Paul says, I pray in tongues more than, more than y'all. <laughs> And I don't want to put a number on it, but yeah, it, it will edify you. It will release and shift things in your spirit, and it will begin to help you connect with the Lord. And so tongue, speaking in tongues is not everything, absolutely not. There's so many things in, in Holy Spirit. But if God wants to release it to us, he doesn't just do it because, oh, this might be fun, like make them speak in another language. <laughs> No, because we need it. We need every single thing that God has for us. And so don't forbid it. Don't take it for granted. If God's giving you the gift, steward it. Pray in the Spirit, you know, um, and just go. And, you know, for the next 30 days, if you want to do that, for the next 30 days, I just made this up. Next 30 days, pray in tongues for 30 minutes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Just want to encourage you. And as you do, just set aside the time, just focus on Jesus. And, and for me, at, right when that breakthrough comes, I feel like I could pray for seven hours. <sighs> but then I can't. But still, after, after a certain amount of time, my mouth gets dry. And then I was like, oh, my, my knees get all sore and stuff. And, you know, we're, 
But in the Spirit, uh, however much Paul prayed, he was able to carry that and pray without ceasing. So it's available to us, if you would like it, as is everything in the Holy Spirit. So next 30 days, 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah.